Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number seven, I believe. Yep. Yep, very good. So I'm Paul Mainford, and uh, my wife here, Mary Rose, is... Morning. Going to, yeah, hello. Hello. Is, is, is joining me, obviously. Well, For I'm those of you... I wasn't joining you, was I? I wasn't no. already here. For those of you who've listened before, I do lots of talking and know nothing. And, uh, and Mary Rose actually does know a thing or two. And I let you rub it. Yes. So, uh, welcome to the new year. 2020 is upon us. Yeah, uh, what was your, what is your top tip for writing 2020? What have you learned this week? Well, it wasn't my top tip, but no, but... no because it's so easy to change the 20 to something mm-hmm. else, always write 2020. Yeah, well, just 20. I'll try and remember. I'm still writing 19s yes, quite well, regularly. Yeah. Uh, surprise me. So, we've pondered at some length what we might talk about today on today's podcast yeah we thought we'd just start with what's piqued our interest over the week didn't we yes so as always life is moving on apace uh we've been through a few months of um of veganism and 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 post game changers it's really really hard to say it's veganuary be very careful with that. I don't know who came up with that one, but it's yeah. very difficult. It is a little tricky. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't managed to get exit in it as well, as that's obviously topical at the moment. Anyway, so we've been through that, and um, and and now, well, you're going to talk about. Well, no, so I think that so that again, that game changes thing is it's just everywhere, hype. And, and people. Will, thank you, just spat on me. Oh, um, that's a coffee. <laughs> So they had a Peter woman on the radio, and you know, absolutely fine if you want to be a vegan because of cruelty to animals. Absolutely, you know, moral choice. It's up to you. Up to you entirely. But yep. then to to bring in the game changers and say, oh, you've got to watch this documentary. First of all, clearly not a documentary. James Cameron will tell you that because he's not allowed to call it a documentary because it isn't. It's a film. Oh yes, and 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 uh, you know, powerful people and this and that, and it's like, it's not. Oh, anyway, so that still comes up, and people still use it. And I listen to Five Live a lot, and they use it as some kind of measure of how important and healthy veganism is, and it's yeah. false. Yes, so I'm glad we've got that off our chest at the very start of the podcast because we've uh, obviously you do feel very strongly about it, and I think you know from my point of view with me maybe scientists whatever hat on is it's not proper fact and that really is annoying what you know you've got to have some backup for some of these claims that they're making and then this whole thing of the fact that planting monocrops of soya everywhere is going to save the planet i'm afraid doesn't do it for me well, but but, but the, there the, we go there we go yeah, i mean the, the you know the, the the sorry but the dig down of that one is soy crops just as bad as uh, you know these these huge ranches uh, cattle ranches that are destroying the, the rainforest so mm. are the soy crops well, we might There's just no as well carry on with this now because we've oh, got sorry. some momentum going no, but the, the, I, I the whole just... thing is is that the, 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 unfortunately the american feedlot cattle industry has given 
all cattle, yeah. all animal eating, all animal production yeah. all over the world, even in places where you know, you're on foothills of mountains or whatever, where you couldn't grow any, any crops anyway. Um, yeah. it, it's all taken under this same umbrella of, yeah. of the feedlot. But if somebody can actually tell me how on earth they are going to fertilise without using artificial, chemical, dangerous products, thank you, Anne, um, chemical fertilisers on a monocrop yeah. and, and how they're going to keep the structure is, of the soil yeah. because the, the artificial fertilizer won't keep the structure of the soil the soil will just deteriorate i just nobody even goes no. there because they can't back it up nobody no. even mentions it no. and then you get things like they'll do a sustainability uh, report on a on a crop versus um, the cattle industry and even in the feedlot cattle industry so they'll do it and they bring in uh, transport they don't do that on the on the monocultures. No, they don't do no. it. So how is that? That's not a level playing field before you've even well, started. I so think, and, well, yeah, we probably do. So I think stop. I think anyone who's listening to us will know that we we've questioned it, you know, really hard, probably harder than most people would, as to where are they getting their facts and 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 what is the bottom line, and we just don't believe it. So there we are. It's, it's up to everyone, though, now to make up their own minds. And uh, But I think all we would encourage you to do is to really dig deep into mm. some of these facts, yeah. in inverted commas, yeah. that are coming across with this vegan message. Because they really aren't. Um, that's a cat. Oh, yeah, to... she's missing her mummy. Well, could you miss you her a bit, a bit more quietly? Well done. It's not well done at all. She is, look. Oh. <laughs> Right, so we possibly got a little bit of that vegan anger. It's not, uh, it's not but it's not vegan. The vegan anger, frustration. It's, it's, vegan it, frus- and it's not if you want to be a vegan for. No, no, no. I know that. Yes, it's exactly. the reporting it's, of the vegan stances, it's the, and it, it's the conflating veganism with climate change. Is, yes, is that's the, that's the issue that I have. Yep. That, that's uh, the and I think it's pretty much unproven because isn't it? I would say that if you you know as soon as you step out of the the. American standard American diet paradigm, be it veganism or be it carnivore-ish, you enter a, a real food world. You know you're doing yourself yes. huge amounts of, of good. So this isn't a, a rant against veganism. It's a rant against the conflation, the conflation of the of that and climate change. Yeah, and uh, and trying to bring it all into one like super amazing solution to everything that the world has wrong. Yeah. So I think as well, there have been a number of programmes on the on the yes, television so that I, have I, also... I sat through it half an hour. I did sit through it. I thought, I'm going to sit through it. And, and I was absolutely amazed that this programme on primetime television endorsing uh, a low-fat, low-calorie-restricted yeah, diet to... Yeah to help people, one of whom was a yo-yo dieter. I mean, I just, so the cameras are gonna leave her in eight weeks time, where is she going to be? And it was absolute classic. So it's, it's as, as simple as calories in versus calories out. So they were doing this bike ride. They started, before they'd even done the bike ride, they had a low calorie shake, which was sweetened with banana. And then when they stopped the bike ride, they had a muffin. On what planet? So I think from our point of view, 
When you start to look at the, the actual mathematics of exactly how many calories we think we burn by cycling for half an hour or an hour, and then we look again at the calories in the muffin and, and the latte or whatever you're going to have after your exercise class, yeah. they're pretty much the same. That's so right. there's no way you're going to really lose weight in the long term by doing yeah. a little bit of exercise and a little bit of calorie and so restriction. There's a lot of psychology that, you know, this has been done, that the, the psychologists have done this. And that's why you have cafes in gyms, because they know that you're going to feel so good because you've done your 50 minutes, your hour, whatever it is, your spin class, your weights, whatever it is, that you're going to reward yourself. That is human nature. You know, there is a deep amount of research on this. And so if you think a 50 minute or an hour spin class is something like 650 calories. Yeah, but that's right at the top end yes. of, of, of calorie burning. It doesn't get much more difficult than a spin class, as like, anyone who's that, ever been in one will know. I, know. I don't know because I don't eat that kind of food, but I think it's supposed to be like a, a muffin and a, and a taco or something, and that's it, you're done. Or And with your latte, mm. and you you know, that's it, it's gone back on again. But it, And it won't be, it won't be the same. <laughs> it's really hard to describe it, isn't it? But you're... By denying yourself calories and then giving yourself calories, your body will not want to use those calories because of the fact that they might they might you might be starving it again soon. Yeah. So yeah. it's not even as simple as saying, "Oh, well, that's okay because I'll just burn them off because I've done this spin class." It doesn't work. Your body doesn't no. work like that. It's far too complex. So I think we've. Just been, we've had a rant now. Let's yeah. let, so we've got to come off the rants because yeah, yeah, yeah. we could be here ranting all day, and that's <laughs> that's no good to anyone. So, because it's the start of the new year, we sort of look back a bit as to where the last twelve months had brought us and and what changes we've made. Uh, I think we're both. We will, well, we'll go into it in a bit more detail later, but we've both seen big changes um, in our own well-being, in our own. Um, that's a well, in our bodies, really. Word, isn't it? Well-being. That was oh, okay, the other thing fine. That All right. Struck me this morning when we were yeah. debating what to to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but we are. I think we generally feel better. I certainly feel more calm, which is often because I, I think I have been quite stressed in the la- over the last forty years at various times. And, and I'm sure you have as well. You know, yours no, is no, p- I didn't possibly mean that. I didn't know yours is possibly different because yours you would be stressed with bringing up the family because we ha- I think we have split pretty much down those lines. If you've been in charge of the family, and but, I've been in charge, yes, but, of, and a lot of that is because of your mental health, meaning that you have to, you do have to work. And I know that yeah. there's a, that's a two strand because you like. Well, the, the part of that I believe, and, and having calmed down enough to actually think about it, is. I feel very responsible for yes. um, for providing for the family. Yeah. And so at that point, it's very difficult to be... I think it's very difficult to be happy with your situation when yeah. you're not out working because you've always got that worry, even if you, you know, for whatever reason, you could afford to have a few weeks off or a day off or whatever, is it, that... I think that's the driver often that, that that puts men under a lot of pressure. Maybe it's just me, but... Well, no, I think anyone... No, I don't... I don't... I, don't, I think... That's a, another, you know, that's... That's that very specific to us. Yes. Because okay. in, in other families, it's the woman is the primary breadwinner. Oh, so true. it's, the, it's okay. whoever is the primary breadwinner, I would say, feels that responsibility. Yeah. And, um, but yours is very much to do with mental health after your mercury stuff. Yeah. Because you had a mouthful of mercury that was removed in, what, three goes or something over the space of... 
you know, it didn't take two very long. Months or something absolutely well, we didn't and we didn't know at the time. No, we didn't know. This is no it. You idea. don't know, do you? No. Anyway, seem to be coming out of the end of it all. And uh, so let's be positive with it. After 15, 20 years? 20 years. 15 or 20 years, 20 years. that's right. Yes, yeah, so we're doing well. Um, obviously been off to see a functional medicine doctor and had some help from him. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I think that brings us on to, I think where we were trying to go today is to say that there's no magic pill, there's no magic one thing that you can do, you, you, you can't prescribe something, you can't suddenly change a habit, you have to change your whole life. So, but, as I said to you before, I think there is, actually, and I think okay. you change your diet, and then all of these things are so much easier. Ah, uh, yeah, but you still have to work on, on a lot more yes, things. Yes, but so gonna... how much better do you feel once you've changed your diet? Yes, true. Because then, once you change your diet and you, you've taken out all the crap, taken out, you know, the, uh, I think most people in our, in like Marxism and, and uh, Dave would say now, Dave Asprey would say now, remove the seed oils, which are the, like, that. And, yes, industrial seed oil. Yeah. that will take you, yeah, but it's, up there. it's quite a long time to work out that you that you feel better from it it's not an instant thing it's not like stopping sugar going through the withdrawal and then feeling no. better it's a long it's a long well it's, it's, it is a number of years because basically what you've got to do is got to wait for your cells to die as i understand it for the the the, the, the messed up fat cells to be gotten rid of yeah and then for the new good fat to come in and build but good all cells all of that is easier from a base of a cleaner diet. Yes. Yeah. So, Sorry, there were two conversations there. Well, no, there aren't. But, but we had this conversation before the podcast. You said it's not one magic pill, and I said I'm gonna. I don't think that's right. I think if you improve your diet, you know, all of the stuff around it. You know, you can't, for instance, you can't do an intermittent fast, even an intermittent fast. I would suggest no. to and no. and and no. not suffer if you're not already. Fat fat burning. Yeah. yeah. So okay, fair point. And then you feel so much better because your body's had a rest from food for sixteen, eighteen hours. Yeah. And so it goes on, and so the chain, and then you like you have more mental clarity. Yeah. So like you know, as a coach, you're t- you are very much taught that willpower is a finite resource. So you need to save that for the, the really important that, yes. things. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's no good saying, "Oh, I'm going to give up sugar." It's not going to work because it's just too big, and you will have willpower for maybe forty-eight hours, mm. and then it will. Yep. So, talking about that, and, and and I think we are relying on what we know and what we know of people is, if you can start to eat very good quality, as we would see, very nutritious foods which are high in fats and high in properly in protein as well to some extent. They're going to satiate you. They yeah. will. You will not get hungry as quickly if you eat some flippity gibbet of a of a, of a of a carbohydrate. It's going to be burnt up in no time. It'd be gone. Whereas if you've tucked into even like the traditional food that your granny used to make, which would maybe I don't know, like an Irish stew with the lamb and the fat and everything in it, it's mm. going to keep you going for much much longer. You've got much more energy. Uh, you've got to, to take from it. It will last longer. You will feel fuller for longer. Yeah. And that's what you've got to, if you can start, you know, because we're told not to eat high fat foods, we're told to, you know, 
really not to eat this this satiating diet but, but yeah but it, that for us that makes sense but for somebody that's been snacking eating like seven eight meals a day you're still there is so you have your high fat oh i see and then you still have your snack diet yeah uh, lunch and then psychologically two hours later yeah you're still well that's maybe where craving. the coaching comes in because you have to explain that you have your, your your good lunch, your your well fed lunch, and then you have to in your mind you have to be telling yourself, "I've had lunch. I won't need anything yeah. until I get to supper." Yeah, but that's really hard. For I'm sure it is, it is really hard, really actually, because it's it's just so. The... So at that point, I would suggest as a, a coach that you would snack because, right. and you keep that snack to I don't know a handful of macadamia nuts or whatever it is. But psychologically, there's no point wasting your willpower no, okay. on that Fine. because that's a huge huge thing. And what will happen naturally with that is it so okay it will be a natural thing it will naturally you will go you you will forget that you haven't had the snack yep okay but, but that's over days but i would suggest that you have to in order to do that you have to you have to start feeding yourself well yeah, with, yeah, with, that's and, and, and then i know no no and so i think this comes back to the fact of how important it is to fully understand the systems and what you're doing and the benefits of a coach so this is possibly yeah. your your opportunity to try and explain how you would help people well I'll, I'll tell you how i wouldn't help people so it's like this morning we had that personal trainer stroke well-being coach i mean i don't even why isn't she just a personal trainer because you I don't. I don't. Because well-being is trendy. So she. So she was. So so, so the her selling her unique selling point, which of course isn't, was that when you find your why, you'll be able to do it. Which is like, well, that's a that you know we're taught as coaches that's absolutely right. But you can't. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know you could be a life coach, and how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Because what make what feel exactly. So you know that's the, so that's what that's what a lot of coaching is all about. Oh yeah, so yeah, you reflect, you're make, you have to yeah, reflect. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but for some people that is just not going to work. And I think I'm sort of talking about two different things here. But I'm that that, that the well-being coach was all she wanted to know was why, and then it will be fine. But it's so much more. It's so much more fundamental than that. And you have to you have to be that person. So for instance, I was coaching somebody before Christmas and. There was no way he was going to reflect back how he was feeling. It was very, very obvious that that was nowhere he wanted to go. So I had to do that for him, and that's what that's what a, a somebody that's that's done the training and gone through the process will know. So you know, we're, we're taught about smart goals, and absolutely they're fine. But not every client wants mm. to go through the smart goal routine. So you go through it for them. So. For, and I love measurables. I absolutely love measurables because they are they're reflecting, and I don't need to, and and the client doesn't need to. So, so in a very short conversation, you can get to a smart goal, a reflection, and a why without them even knowing you've done it. So for him, it was blood results. Yeah, yeah, which which, uh, which were that, taken by a third independent third party, yeah, i.e. the NHS. Yeah. And he didn't even know that. He didn't no. know that was his why. He didn't know that was his reflective no. goal. But yeah. that, but once you say, oh, I wonder how you'll feel when, you know, let, let's wait until the bloods come back. And mm. that was brilliant. And it mm. was like, oh, 
okay, this has actually worked. Hmm. Boom, done. So, yeah, because um, because the whole process, with the whole process being a relatively long process, there's no magic steps. You don't wake up the next morning and suddenly feel 200 times better no. than you did the day before. It's, it's all a process, and isn't it? And it's absolutely inevitable. I haven't had one client whose initial goal has been where they got to because... They surpass they, it. They, absolutely, all the yeah. time. Because, yeah. because you feel so much better, you're doing so much better, you can't... You, and then they'll look back and they'll go, oh, really, was that what I wanted to do? Yeah, and I think the other thing is is that if they do look back, and I think we're all guilty of it, of, of maybe not... Um, well, we're not making the time to look back and see where we were. We, you can be so much better. You just yeah. forget how bad things, or not even bad, but how different things were before. And I would suggest that a proper, qualified, trained health coach will know that and be be that person mm. for the client because the client is not going to be that person when yeah. they start. Yeah. So you have to have in mind the goals that 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 you know they actually want and that you can deliver for them. Yeah, with them. Well, it, or for them. But at, the, at the starting point, it's for them because they're not there yet. Mm. Yeah. So you might say, I want to be able to, to run a mile, and you know perfectly well after 12 weeks, they'll be doing a 5K without even thinking about it. Mm. But mm. that's not going to be their goal when they start out. No, because that would too be much. too much. So yeah, and I too much to head that. towards. That's yeah, yeah. my that's my job to go. I know what you can do. Yeah, and you will be doing that. Yeah. And the first step is to do the half mile or the or the mile or whatever oh, well, it is, and then steps along go. the way. That's yeah. that, that's yeah. A, that's 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 those are the minor things. So I think people get. So I think unfortunately, there's so much coaching out there. It's very very hard, and it's become a kind of like a well-being word. Mm. Um, it started off with life coaches, and that's how I first trained. Um, which is the how does that make you feel stuff and uh, mm, I feel that too kind of thing and and there is there is huge merit in using that as a coach but I just think particularly in the UK that's not a style of coaching that people want to hear so I use it because I find it really really helpful but my client doesn't know I'm using it mm. if they don't want to know but it is very obvious sometimes when you listen to some of your American stuff that it's a whole different uh, conversation that they seem to be having yeah. with with your sort of coaching yeah. prompts and things yeah. than than what we would have over here. Yeah. I think we are actually quite down to earth here, aren't we? Um, um, yes, but that's that's in a lot of ways that's a hindrance, and yeah, I think I'm sure. that's probably yeah. why life coaching hasn't taken off over yeah. here like it's taken yeah. off over there. And and there are huge benefits to having somebody just having an advocate on your side going, yeah, you know what, you're doing great, but that we don't do that. No. No, we just don't do it. No, we really are very poor at it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and often if somebody does say you're doing well, you're you, you you really can't believe it, and you're thinking, well, why is he saying that? Yeah. you know, I can't possibly be doing yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So we we're just not naturally attuned to it at all, are we? No, no. I've had to learn that over three years. Yeah, because I could go because you know to pass the coaching exam, I had to do all of that, and mm. and obviously I was doing it on. British people, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "What are you doing?" Yes, we have to come on. That's we have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tick the box. Yeah. Well, it, yes, and I do. If you can get people over that hurdle, it does work. Mm. It really, really does work because we we you know we're tuning in mm. to a system that we that we don't use. Mm. I know that's I'm sounding woo woo, but that's the truth of it. Yeah. Um and Joe Dispenza well, thinks well, would, would would suggest that, wouldn't it? So we wrote that down and I'm Did think 
I did. And so um, one of the things I think that now I've sort of settled down, settled into me, 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 me caveman lifestyle, whatever, is I do definitely feel that I have got more time to think about the way I'm thinking. And we've talked about this is that if you're in the moment now, you know, you could be, for instance, thinking about your tax return and everything else, mm -hmm. 31st of Jan coming mm -hmm. up, we're over that hurdle now. Um, but you could be thinking about that, or you could be thinking, as I've been trying to do, about some really happy moments with the grandchildren or life on the beach, which I love. And you can just change your mood just by the thoughts you've got in your head. Were you laughing at that? No, there? not you. I was just thinking of um, number one grandson, but I. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if if you can think, see, you're right. laughing though. You, I am, you know, it's, it's a it's, it's a happy thought, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's so easy to not to, to to stick in the negative and not not bathe. I think that's the word. Bathe in all the positive thoughts you can have and the positive memories because it is you're only in this moment once, and and your mind is a phenomenal thing, and we really don't we don't understand it, and we don't use it. I don't think at all to help us as much as we could we are always in this fight or flight we're always looking for danger we're always looking for problems we're always looking over our shoulder and and on some occasions you know we're sat here with the sun coming in the windows this morning lovely morning um life's okay we, we're not in danger we can we can think about good things happy thoughts and i'm sure everyone out there well, will have times in their day when you can indulge in this happy well, thinking the, the kids have been they've had a rough week actually um and so I've tried to institute that. I noticed on yep. the last weekend that, that, that uh, Wilf was particularly negative. Everything mm. was very, very negative. And then he had, he'd had a, he had a rough week. Yeah. Um, and Arthur's had a rough week. Uh, so, you know, they sit around for tea and they... They, they, they can either they be can, positive they, or negative. They, and they, will make, they make a joke of it. But the bottom line is they need to think of some one positive thing. And it doesn't yep. matter what it is. No. You know, the the bus ride home was fine. It doesn't matter, but just switch that negative. Yep. Oh, I've had a really bad day. It's been like oh, I've had double whatever, whatever. it was, and and you know my teeth are really sore, and this has happened at college. And okay, let's forget about yeah. all of that. Just the one thing, one you know, and it, and the fact that we're doing that, and they're going, oh, mum's off again. <laughs> that's fine because they've got out of that. You know, mm. take the piss out of me. I don't care. Mm. At least you're laughing. Yeah, and, and leading on from that this weekend, because we've purposely tried to do a bit more together, yeah. it's it's only ended up probably with an hour of watching Good Omens together. Yeah. But at least we're in front of yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all together. They're laughing at the fact that I had to do some sort of analysis of how many episodes there were and how many hours there were to go, which is fine. Yes. You know, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we have a bit of a laugh about it, yeah. and and it's as simple as that. But it's trying to, it is definitely trying to shift your your mental state mm. into that more positive thought or that more positive. Um, and it is a habit. So the more you do it, I mean, so you get so the, the mm. habit for me is definitely get up, sit on the edge of the bed. Yeah. What am I grateful for right now? And it yeah. could be the fact that I've got up, up out of bed and I haven't even thought about it because that's you know for a lot of people mm. that's True. not. Yeah. Easy. And it wasn't easy for me 15 years ago. No. It was it Well, was... that's probably why it, it 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 it's more in your mind that the fact that you can do that. Yeah. So 
that's that's that is a quite that's that's very definitely a habit for me now and they are mm. all of these things a habit for me just like bad habits are habits mm. so are good habits yeah. but we concentrate on the bad, bad habits be, because as su- survival experts those are the things that are going to kill us the bad stuff is what yeah. will kill us but but, but no in a, in today's world when generally you yes know, but what i mean is that's why good habits are harder oh right because the first of all you have to do the bad habits because otherwise you'd be dead yes got it okay Yes, yeah, so there we go then. So if, if, if we take nothing else from the podcast today or, or our dribblings on is the importance of having some so. positive thoughts yeah. and some positive uh, expectations. And, it, and, it, and it's really, really trite to say mm, it is. that something really bad is happening, but nobody's died. Yeah. It's really, it's a really trite, annoying yeah. thing that people yeah. say. So don't even go down that route. Just yeah. go. You know, we had an incident with Aggie yesterday. I was like, it was, it could have, and I know that it did set off the flight, fight or flight because later on that afternoon, I thought Bert had come home, didn't I? Oh yeah, yeah. and I could feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you have to talk yourself down. And and maybe five years ago, I wouldn't have done. I would have just ridden that thing and I would have been, I wouldn't have slept. It would have been yeah. constantly on my mind. Yeah. But I know that my brain is geared up to do that. Everybody's brain is geared up to do yeah. that. Be you optimist, pessimist, whatever, your survival mode will tell you, danger, danger, danger. Don't die. Hmm. So come back from it come back from it come back from it and don't uh, there's no point at that point going nobody's died because that's just ridiculous it's just that this situation in a day's time will look, will look very a lot different, different. Yeah. that's a much better way of looking at it yeah. or this situation in two hours time even could yeah. be as simple as that will be yeah. different yeah yeah i think that's probably a much better way forward than going yeah. oh nobody died yeah because that's a horrible thing that's not a, I don't know, that just, I think that's not good. Right. Uh, we've talked about diet. We've talked about trying to be very positive. One of the other things that I've certainly learned over the last 12 months is less exercise can be much healthier. I have my head in my hands. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I've, I'm, I've been struggling with a knee injury for about four or five months, it yeah. must be now. Yeah. And it's really sore, and I find it difficult to drive the car because I can't bend my leg and put me... Uh, it, so it's me accelerator foot. And it's not your accelerator foot, is it? It's your... Acce- oh, got me at it now. It's an accelerator. And it's the brake. That's easier. Yeah. Anyway, it's I can't run, and if I run, it just gets sore and sore. And so I allow myself to be part run at fairly moderate pace, and I walk now most evenings. I walk me three or four miles instead of running it. Yeah. And it's I still enjoy it. I still get me fresh air. It takes me a little bit longer. Uh, it's certainly easier with not having so much uh, sweaty kit around the place till I come home. Ooh. So there are benefits, you know, let's look on the positive. Um, and I don't think I've got much slower on my Saturday run yet because I do try and I try and walk quite quickly. And I think I am less tired and I think I'm much healthier. So, well, no, no, that's not much healthier, but I, I think it's, 
I'm certainly less tired, so there is benefit. To so it. I would suggest to you that once your knee gets better, and we're gonna, we could, we could talk about the fact that we're gonna um, peptide you up. We are gonna do that yeah. because I've got a sore finger, so I would be quite keen to give that a go Very as well. Good, yeah. So we're gonna do BPC one five seven. But it's quite scary for us because whilst we're biohackers, the thought of actually sublingual injections yeah. <laughs> are quite. Um, anyway, so that so we'll we'll see about that and the peptide, the magic of peptides. But I've been heart rate training, and you think you're heart rate training, I'm not, but you no, can't no, no, not, because no, you not. haven't got a proper monitor, no. so you don't actually know. And I would suggest that it's taken two years, but I'm finally faster. seeing some real benefit. Yes. Yeah. Finally, yeah, 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 I can. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I've knocked a minute off my kilometre time now. I would suggest. Yeah, it's good. It's difficult to know because we went out on Friday, and when I talk, I know my heart rate goes up. Mm. So it's kind of like. Mm. So I think Monday, tomorrow, will be a good one to to test it out properly. But I do think that that's happened. Finally. Yeah. But but and I've been telling you this for two years. I know, and it's taken me two years to listen. So and and uh, an but injury I wonder when to listen. Uh, yes, exactly. But I wonder when your knee isn't sore anymore. Whether you'll just go back to me yeah. running every night, yeah. or which is fine. Go nights. back to the running, but do it with a heart rate monitor. Yeah. And 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 it doesn't have to be every day. This is the, so my thing. No, was I know I you've went, got to recover. I went the other way, and I was doing everything at Maffetone. Yeah. And and actually, that's that's not you don't get any breakthroughs at that point. No. So so my experiment at the moment is doing something every day. A Thursday is a great day because I know I'm going to do yoga. So that's kind of like my that's that's, that's, that's my down the main day. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing something, but I know it's not in any way physically stressful. Mm. So that's that's really good. And then around it, I'm trying to. So on Monday, I went for a run. On Tuesday, I went for a short run and did three sprints and really noticed on the third sprint that I had to walk home because my heart rate wouldn't come down. Wednesday, I weight trained and didn't even bother with a heart rate monitor because I find that really stressful because I just want to I just want to put everything into that. Well, there we go. So that's, so yeah, that's, that's fine. So that's yeah, fine. you owned up to it, whatever. Yeah. Thursday was yoga. Friday was longish run, which are now, they. I need to extend the run because... Four or five miles is nothing yeah. like enough. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really pleased because I don't think I would. I wouldn't say I'm physically tired this weekend. No. And if I tried to do that a year ago, oh, you would have been. I would have been. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think finally I'm moving forward with that. So going back full circle is this whole thing of start with your diet you do some bits around the edges and you gradually 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 get into a better and better place and a stronger place physically yeah a stronger place mentally all these things start to fall into place but they do take months and years and I, yes. to change your body you've got to ch you've got to rebuild your body so I, okay so i think psychologically sorry i will just interrupt you because i think psychologically i was just looking at something and it's so true is that don't exercise don't beat yourself up because you think you've got to exercise exercise because you enjoy it yes i don't want to not exercise i enjoy what i do yeah and I, like as a teenager or a 20 something i would never have believed i would have said that ever 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 but i think once you once you are in that zone and your your diet's good you want to see how far your body will go you want to know yeah and it is so much easier if everything's yeah. sort of falling into place and then when you don't do it that I know that there's a, there's the whole kind of hormonal endorphin yep. thing, so you have to be careful of that. Yep. But the balance is when you don't do it, 
you do miss it but don't overdo you it. You have to make sure it's not become uh, don't don't uh, don't the be do all it and so, end all. Yeah, exactly. And don't do it so that that missing it is a false signal. Hmm. That's that's the thing. It is very tricky. It's, it's very it, it very is. tricky. But you can yeah. run on empty, and you know this because your adrenaline will be high, and you'll yeah. go, "Oh, I'm not tired. I'm not tired." And then two days later, you'll be absolutely or exhausted. You'll either be exhausted or you'll be ill or yeah. both. Yeah. And it's that whole thing. It's you have to be so careful not to. Uh, but when you reach that point of tired and your adrenaline takes over, you don't know. No. Well, you can have a pretty good idea. No, because you don't know. Because you'll tell me on a Monday night after you've got up at three o'clock, oh, no, I wasn't tired today. And it's like, well, obviously, you will have been tired. Well, but I've been you will slightly have... more tired, but I do go to bed early. Well, no, sometimes you don't. Mm. There are times when you don't. And then you say, oh, no, I was fine. And then by Tuesday night, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Well, that, it does often catch up with me on the Tuesday. That's the more point than I'm the trying Monday. to make. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Adrenaline fine. masks the tired. All right. So we have. To, so coming back to where we started with the exercise, you have to be so careful that you're not overdoing it because overdoing it is bad all the way yeah. around. I mean, Bert went off and did his training for the army, didn't he? Oh. That week, he did a week of you know, runs and everything else, and then came back and behaved like a complete twit. And then he was ill. For, he was ill. He had that really nasty cough for about a month. comfortable night's sleep oh, in yeah. his car. Yeah, what a twit. Anyway, I hope he's a bit better. So, by the way, it's not a big car. No. Right. Let's not dwell on that. So um, so we've talked about this this thing of just, just, just trying to, to change a number of things. Start with the diet, I think you would say. Definitely. And Definitely. try and get get your head around the whole thing as well, isn't it? Yes. Um, when I get so so, you know, we're going to put the plug in there. That's why that's where health coaching comes really into comes its in. own yeah. because I can, yeah. I, you know, on a weekly, a daily basis, I can tell you, I can be there as your advocate. I can tell you, I can give you a really simple task for the week that will hugely help mm. your performance and your health. Mm. To, uh, to the point where by, by the end of the week you won't even know you've done it and then by the end of the 12 week program you'll be like a new person yeah. and and you won't it's not as hard as you would think particularly not when you've got somebody walking alongside you which is the point of coaching the whole point yeah yeah well we've you know we've i think we are interested in some of the the other more uh sort of around the edges hacks as well aren't we so for instance you have a cold bed Yes. By way of a, a chiller unit. Yeah, chili pad. Chili pad. Um, you, you, are, we both mon- we're fairly interested in our heart rate variability, aren't we? Just to see yes. how we're going. Although that's more of a measure of where you are, uh, so you can perhaps adjust your day rather than it doesn't help you. It just it just informs you. I really, I do really like that one as a recovery tool. So if you've been out for doing more than you would normally do, if you do the the heart rate variability, uh, see how quickly your heart return heart rate returns to normal. I think that is a really good indication of whether you've overdone it. Hmm. Um, and that is that's then that is then reflected, measured in how you feel. Actually, quite, yeah. I would say, quite in, and, and specifically something else that's quite easy to do, which we both do actually, even when I'm away, is we try and have red lights at night before we go to bed. Yes, and that's as simple as buying a red bulb or a red shade. Yeah, um, that, that that's you can be much more sophisticated with it, can't you, with various infrareds and everything else, but. It is just yeah, the no, fact that's not, that you that's want... not about infrareds at that point. It is just getting getting rid of the blue. Getting light. rid of the blue lights. You need yeah. to eliminate the blue light and go to red light. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's that's not an expensive hack. No. But 
if you can keep off the screens, if you can sit in the red light, I think everyone will start to feel more sleepy than if they're in some bright blue lit yeah. um, uh, environment. You, yeah. It is just it's just a very natural way, and I think your body is very attuned to it, well, and, it, is. it and it will start to shut down, ready for bed. Yeah. And, it, and that's that's really simple. So as soon as the blue light's gone, it's a, just a circadian rhythm thing. It's as simple as that. When you, when the sun goes down and the blue light goes, you produce melatonin. Yep. And so we're so we're surrounded by telly, screens, phone. Phones are the worst because they're yep. concentrated. Yep. Um, screens and all the rest of it that keep that s- suppressed. And, and I think then leading on from that is your circadian rhythm, your body's rhythm likes to be in going to bed more or less the same time every day really does and getting up more or less the same time every day and doesn't like big changes to that which which came as a which came as a bit of a surprise really but i think that's we've been testing this through the year and uh i just felt awful yeah i'm quite sad with it i tend to go to bed earlier and earlier if i'm left on my own and uh and, and you, you, you're not so much that. And I like to get up early. Well, I don't. I would think that I, if there's, yeah, I like to be in bed by ten. Hmm. So it's just trying to keep in the routine. And you, we are really quite miserable and antisocial these days because <laughs> we we have to really want to upset our routine, don't we? Yeah. You know, I'm afraid if ever you got invited to dinner, you'd probably be told that we go to bed at ten. And yeah. the expectation is lunch that it, is better for us. Yeah, lunch is a lot better. You know, <laughs> that you clear off and let us get a bit. My sister, I don't know whether she would ever be listening to this. Um, she's a night owl. There's no two ways yeah. about it, and she's up really, really late. And we are we're just as different as we possibly could be. And I'm afraid I just have to and give up. And drinking coffee. Yeah, drinking <laughs> coffee until she goes to bed. Yeah, really, really different. Completely different. Yeah. Um. Yeah circadian rhythm and yeah yeah so there we are we are all so different yeah. so um I, 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 hopefully we've inspired you to look around the subject yeah, um, please critically think about critically everything. think that's the one we're not and and just to go right back to the start we're really not against uh, a vegan diet at least in the short term so it's, I, it's we fan- just, I think we probably need to say whole food plant-based at that point whole food plant-based yeah so anyone who's really looking at their diet is trying to as you say eat whole food and not any sort of real real food food you can recognize food that nobody's tampered with until you got it is going to be massively better off than somebody who's eating ready meals and as completely unknown as to what they're eating mm-hmm. one and you can of, be vegan and do that you can be vegan one of the, the only slight snag with the whole vegan thing is that i think they do use a lot of industrial seed oil as we were yes, but that's fine so okay so a vegan comes to me that's probably the main driver oh, is to swap over that to some coconut or, or whatever but 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 explain yeah more olive oil mm. Mm. i would suggest i would with my health and nutrition head on, I would suggest for a vegan, yes, not actually too much saturated fat because you're getting into that high carb, high fat. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. High saturated fat, which is worst of all worlds again. Yeah. Because, you know, I come from a place where my mum died of dementia, 
I am still convinced that she was obsessed with the whole low-fat thing. She came through the 60s and, and 70s. And she had iron poisoning as well, didn't she? And she did have the iron, uh, hemo, whatever it's called. Um, hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis. Um, uh, maybe that didn't help. But very, very sad to see. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, I think your Harvard people with their low-fat whatever have got a... Me potentially a lot Ansel to answer keys. for cancel keys and everything. Yes, so that's just a personal view of mine: is that good fats very important to keep your brain going, not suffer with the dementia and yeah. everything. I've, it's not based it's on not anything that, other than yeah. a hunch. Well, like, at the and moment. a hunch based on the fact that your your brain is seventy percent fat. Well, there is there's all that to go with it, and like I say, my mother was definitely low fat, and she definitely had dementia. So that's that's one. N equals one. There was a failure. And, and with her, you know, there was no. She was she was pretty fit. Yes. League of Health and Beauty. Yes. Want your so, money back? Yeah, Half your money back. That is it? the joke. Yes, League and Health and Beauty. I think she attended that for. 30 or 40 years I mean she was very very keen on the yeah. whole thing and as a way of exercising it's great because it's 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 sort of it does keep the whole body moving doesn't it leaping yeah. around and yeah. ribbon dancing and all the rest and of she it she was into her dancing and all oh, that she did, did yeah. yeah so she did she, she did so you know that, you know if you're going to do a control group and yeah <laughs> she would have been quite a good she one would definitely she would have been, been on the, the active yeah. side of the of, of the fence or in that yeah anyway there we go so sad so certainly I don't want to follow um, I don't want you to either. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Uh, it, yes, so there we are. So we, we're looking forward to this year. Yeah. I hope all of you out there are looking forward to this year as well, 2020. Yeah, don't good, forget to write it. Good luck tomorrow because that's the, supposed to be the most whatever day of the... Oh, oh, to, we, but we won't be out. It might be out. Anyway, yeah, it was tomorrow is the, most, the most depressing depressed. day. But actually, we were. Re I was reading in the paper that it's probably not statistically... Right. It's probably they have there are more sick days in November and December. So oh, it's one that they reckon it's either something like the end of November or the beginning of December that's probably the oh, most right. down day of the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh I, I, well I I think But but know it before forewarned and whatever yeah. and go that's not what is because it just, just occurred to me now that one of the things we've learned over the last 12 months is if there's something that you're very unhappy about doing and you don't want to do it... Don't do it. Don't say you'll do it. And we notice this with the kids as they say, oh, I've got to go to so-and-so's tonight. I don't really want to go. Well, you know, have you properly thought about it? And, and we were saying earlier that we're, we can be quite miserable socially because we, it, it upsets our routine. And... Uh, um, and and just be really, you know, just really analyse it. Do you want to do it? And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. So, yes. So I suffer, or well, I don't suffer from social anxiety anymore because I don't put myself in those situations. No, but not. that's the whole point. I mean, there, and I can do a lot more than I did, but I was crippled. Pretty bad. I you was were crippled pretty bad. by it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. that's what taught me to say no. Yeah. So say I would worry about it all day, it's, it's, all week, it's, it's, whatever, and it's, it's never it, worth it. No, you would, and and you still worry about things now, yeah. which which seem absolutely ridiculous to me sometimes. It is that one liner. Somebody says, "Do you want to do this?" and you say, "Uh, no, thanks." Yeah, and that's it. It's gone, and you haven't got that week or whatever of worrying about it, having to go, probably being tired, probably being grumpy anyway because you didn't want to go. Me? Yeah, you. Um. So there we are. Right. Okay. So. Um. 
I think so, we're going to say goodbye, are yeah, we? Check me out at Mary Rose Health and Nutrition if you want to know more. You can follow me on Insta under the same at Mary Rose Health and Nutrition. Um, yeah, I'm here to help. That's what I want to do. As as I keep saying, that's the, the, the benefit of being called Mary Rose now <laughs> is enormous because... <laughs> There is a there's a whole podcast on the psychology of that, isn't you, there? And, oh, what you're you and the battleship. Dearie, oh, Dora. There we go. Okay, fine. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye.